Okay, are we locked and loaded for recording as soon as I find out if someone follows me? We're locked and loaded just waiting for our Zoe plane to arrive. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Sisters Not Saints, the podcast where we give real-life advice from the sisters you've always wanted. Featuring two real-life sisters, Kristen and Megan, and two real-life sisters-in-law, Hillary and Zoe. Sisters Not Saints You might think they're saints, but they Some of them are sisters, two of them have sisters, but there's one thing that's for certain, it's their sisters Hey guys, I'm Megan, Hillary, Kristen, and Zoe. Still, Still in, in Memphis. Memphis. <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> Have we ever explained what Zoe's doing in Memphis? Yeah, she's working her big girl job. Okay, right. all right. It makes her sound like a cartoon character or something. Like she's working her big girl, like she's off on Sesame Street doing her thing. <laughs> exactly, that is what I'm doing. Let's let everybody think that Zoe's in Memphis working on Sesame <laughs> Street. It's a mystery, <laughs> like Zoe. Uh, how's everyone's week going <clears throat> uh fair to good i'd say okay fair to good we'll take that zoe there's a l- my week was great <laughs> <laughs> you have to say what you were gonna say now no i was just gonna say like there was lots of <clears throat> Uh, safety issues in Memphis and shootings and lots of like stress things. And it got us talking at work about fight, flight or freeze. And mm. I'm like, well, I, I freeze. Really? But freeze yeah, isn't, freezer. freeze isn't something they teach you. They teach you fight or flight. Well, I don't think they teach no, it. It's just freeze. your body's like, autonomous. yeah, oh, you just mean like your options. Yeah. Right. yeah. Naturally. Like what your body, body does that does the options fight flight or freeze right i would freeze too in a lot of cases there's actually a secret fourth one but i don't remember what it is (laughs) fancy (laughs) is anyone i've been in a situation where i froze really yeah and i remember i was 11 and my house got broken into and Mm. i was home alone while they broke in Mm -hmm. yeah i was homesick from school oh my god that's terrifying and i remember i saw them breaking in and i froze and i remember thinking Oh my God, this is what they do in horror movies. Because you know when you watch a horror movie, you're like, why are you just standing there? Run. Mm. And I remember like I can in my brain was like going through that and being like, why aren't you running? What is wrong with you? Move your legs. Which I did after like a minute of freezing. It felt like an hour of freezing. But then I ran. so sad. It's no wonder you have anxiety. (laughs) Well, I had anxiety way before that. (laughs) That's so scary. I was just born with it. That is terrifying. Fawn is the secret fourth one. Like you turn into a baby deer? Um... Fawn, this response is used after an unsuccessful fight, flight, or freeze attempt. The fawn response occurs primarily in people who grew up in abusive families or situations. Signs of fawn response include over-agreement, trying to be overly helpful, primary concern with making someone else happy. Mm. So if that were me, I would have like handed the burglars my mom's jewelry. Yes. (laughs) Here you go. Can I help with anything? Do you need a little tote? Can I escort you to the pawn shop? (laughs) I'm such a likable little girl. (laughs) When I was also probably 11, we went and toilet papered someone's house. And it was like 11 o'clock. And we walk through this neighborhood. We do it. And then we go to leave and a car comes. And so everyone else runs. And I freeze. 
and I hide behind a brick mailbox and the car pulls into the driveway. And so my 11 year old little brain just scoots around the mailbox thinking that they won't see me because I'm hidden behind a mailbox. And the guy just rolled down his window and was like, I can see you. <laughs> so then I'm just like in a ball behind the mailbox. I don't know what to do. So then I run, jump into a bush and then hide there. And I finally make it back to my friend's house and they're all sitting there like thinking I'm dead. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to tell my mom. <laughs> that they lost me and I love the drama we get into when we're 11 you know I didn't think I had a story like this but we both do you are you thinking about the tent yes yes. one night we set up a tent in our backyard I was 11 you were eight ish is that about right yeah 11 and eight yeah I guess so we had two friends that lived across the street we were having a sleepover in our backyard set up a tent and halfway through the evening it was like nine o'clock ish it was dark we heard men's voices jump over the fence into our backyard and one of them said i have a knife and oh my and i'm gonna use it so my response i thought my response would have been freeze but now that i'm thinking back my response hearing that was and immediately unzipping the tent (laughs) running into our living like into our house running as fast as i could megan got in but one of my friend's hair got (laughs) caught in the zipper and we locked her out i locked the door and went and got my parents Knowing that she was out there with her hair locked in the zipper, like, help, guys, don't leave me. Uh, my dad did go out and, like, rescue her, and he found the guys. It was just teen boys that were out being, being idiots. And, like, yeah. yeah. But I guess I would be flight. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. And don't rely on me to help, I guess. Fend for yourself. <laughs> right. You also fled? Fled, yes, yes, yes. Um, when that rooster was attacking us. That's true. You locked me out. Yep. And I got bit by a rooster. Wow. So. I got in trouble for it. I was only five. Yeah, if you're her, in a flight situation with Kristen, the key is to go. be in front of her. She's yeah. and, and also note that if she was five, I was two being chased <laughs> by a maniacal rooster trying to attack me. I did get in trouble. Just yeah. You just want to outrun me. Which you is don't have to be the hard. fastest. Just don't have to be the slowest. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we did something really interesting last weekend. We went all and had we all went and had our auras read. We went beyond the group chat. We did. We did what we said we were going to do. It's true. So Kristen and Megan went together to get their auras read. And then Zoe and I went together. And it was at the same place, but we did not all go. So Zoe and I did hear each other's. And I assume you guys heard. We heard each we other's. We did, yes. Sure, but and the four of us have not compared notes. No, and I'm dying to even remember what Megan remembers of her session. Mm-hmm. Because I looked so- over. So Megan went before me. Mm-hmm. And I could tell she was spaced out zoned like as the woman was reading her aura i could tell megan was like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." well and that's something that happens to me is like i just kind of black out Mm -hmm. like like yeah i don't someone's talking to me yeah i just it's like i guess it's like an adhd thing i just like words are coming at me and i'm just like literally i'm looking at the person thinking i don't even know what you're saying to me i I have nothing to add but the funny part is it's so obvious and you were going interesting <laughs> well yeah oh. because you have to add something else in besides oh okay wow well, zoe didn't you ask if you could record her no i asked not if what I you asked? oh okay i, I, said, I wish i had i see after I said, listen i'm not gonna listen to you do you think you do you care if i take notes oh did she let you yeah she didn't mind no, but also good. i didn't listen to her when she was talking yeah. to me i completely the air conditioning was blowing in my face and i couldn't yeah <laughs> i just all the words that she was saying and like in the tone that she was saying it it was just literally i i remember sitting in the chair and literally thinking to myself 
I, the words you're saying to me aren't even entering my brain. It's literally in one ear, out the other. It was so fast and it was so pre-recorded yeah. in her mind. That yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It made a lot of sense to her because she delivers the same reading to people because it works in the same way. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah. So it doesn't always, I think, deliver as easily. Okay, so before we share our experiences, Kristen, do you want to give a little background on what an aura reading is and kind of the process that we went through? Sure. So the concept initially uh, came to me because I have seen a few country music stars come through Nashville and they go to this place Mm -hmm. and I've seen their cute pictures. They're all over Instagram. People are posting these aura Mm -hmm. photos and I was like, whoa, these are cool photos. So I looked into the place and I thought this sounds really cool. What you do is you walk in and there is a camera that looks like it's from the 1900s. It looks like a really old school, old fashioned Mm -hmm. camera. And you sit down and your hands are on these sensors, which she explained in a way that went over my head. So hopefully Zoe has, you know, some more science behind this, but um, it essentially just, you sit down and take a few deep breaths and it captures your energy that's being released from your body at that moment. And I guess it shows up on camera. One interesting thing she said was that people accidentally discovered this because they were taking pictures of plants and they noticed that the energies that were coming out in plants were showing up on photo. So they decided that, you know, energy is energy and it probably shows up for humans too. And it basically prints a Polaroid and then the Polaroid has your image with colors around your head. Mm -hmm. And I guess each part of the photo represents a different chakra Mm-hmm. And she explained that mm-hmm. it covers, I think she said seven of your chakras, but it's chakras like- are present in like 92 cultures across the world. So it's not a new concept. It's actually pretty widely accepted. And there are up to, I think she said 144 chakras. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. So I went first and had my aura read. And <clears throat> also, let me just start by saying I'm not really into any of this. I'm not into like psychic readings or well, I asked her if she was psychic and she said right. no this is strictly science right I'm not, but I even so it's still a little hinky dinky it's a little woo woo as yeah. they would say yeah. exactly and I'm not really I don't buy it I'll say and then I had it done and I bought it even less mm. <laughs> so yeah I prints, agree uh, it prints out this picture and my picture whenever she revealed it to me she said ooh you're Janis Joplin blue which I didn't know what that meant. But my picture, and we'll post all of these on our Instagram um, this week. Mine is blue. And purple. And purple. And it says on the sheet that, that she gave us that blue is, means you're a truth seeker. Can I tell her what, can I, you, yeah. do you want me to say what she said to you? Yeah, because I literally I couldn't say five things about what she said to me. And it's looking at her notes. <laughs> Like, like not even the notes, the flashcard from this place. <laughs> the flyer. No, I think I think what she said about you was 100% accurate. She said that you are working on reprogramming yourself, that you're in a place where you're reevaluating all of your emotions and how they're coming out, how they're expressed. You're in healing mode. You're someone that is very emotional, but you haven't always had a good handle on how to express that emotion. And so it comes out in ways that can be destructive and you're working on reprogramming that. But I don't see how that is applicable to me. <laughs> I'm not like emotional at all. Everything I I'm so logical. 
that's the problem. I think that's what she's saying is that you have been brought up in a family. She even said you need to reprogram some of your family history. Yeah, but I don't really think that's even applicable. I think it's 100% applicable. But give me a for instance. You The for instance is right now, <laughs> Megan, you should be listening right. to your sister and emotionally <laughs> taking this in. Yeah. And like being open to it because that's what she was saying is that something that you're struggling with is being open to hearing new things. But I just don't find that to be true. I'm not. I guess that's well, she also, what she's what I, saying you should be doing. But what she did say that I actually did resonate with is she said that you know what you like and you don't change. So that if <laughs> if something is not the way you like it, you just don't give it the time of day. Yeah, that's but what she, that's but she what didn't say saying. that's a, but she didn't say that's a problem. She just she, said like you are comfortable knowing well, what you I asked her about the auras. I was like, what are, you know, what's the bad part of this color and what's mm-hmm. like the downside? And she's like, no, nothing's bad. And yeah. nothing's it's just like Yeah. It's just all data. like, it's all yeah, it's all information, it's all information. Yeah. and nothing's bad. And I was like, yeah, but what's the best color? <laughs> She's like, there's not one. I was like, yeah, but when you come in and take your own aura you photo, you want to see us. And mm. she was like, no, everything's just a different season. And so it's funny you la, asked la, that la. because I asked, what colors do you see that you're like, oh my God, that's a terrifying person. And I don't want, I want nothing to do with that person. Like, do you ever see anyone's colors and you're like, get out of here. I never want to see you on the streets. And she was like, well... <laughs> You know, it's just a snapshot, but I would be scared if I saw someone that was either all gray because the theory is that sociopaths would show up all gray because they don't really feel their like their emotions. She said there's two schools of thought on it. One school of thought is that they don't feel their emotions. Their energy gets trapped and it's just like colorless. She said, I don't tend to believe that. And I said, I don't either because I feel like sociopaths are just like they hide it really well, but they actually... Like, I feel like the energy would, like, you would have colors. But she also said she's never seen, like, a gray person. Right. And then she said all tan would be scary. And all red, she said they would need to refocus because it means they're too focused on just work and just one thing. And they need to, I am biting my tongue over here because none of these things can happen. (laughs) That's what she said. She said there's different schools of thought on it. So it depends on your training because there's so many different ways to read these and so many different schools of thought on it. Zoe's gonna lose shaking with rage, but you can't say anything yet. We're all gonna give our. I'm not saying anything. So then I went next and sat down and had mine done, and it came out. And of course, you don't know what colors you're going to see. So the whole time it's, you know, developing. I'm like, oh my god, what color am I gonna be? And she picked it up and she said, "You're a rainbow." And so she sat and explained how all the different colors worked. She started on the left side. So if you look at mine, you'll see that I have yellow on the left. And she said that represents the fact that you receive the world. Or is it something about how I interpret the world is through the lens of a storyteller? I don't know. But I do like go through the world kind of with the lens of a storyteller. And communication's a big thing. Uh, if you look over on the right side, what's... Oh, no, no, that was coming in. So I remember her saying on the left side was the storyteller thing. Yeah. Um, but... Anyway, the storyteller thing, which makes sense. Communication made sense. On the right side, she says that I receive and give a lot of love. I'm very open, open to new ideas. Um, Above my head, there's a lot of healing. The green represents healing stuff. And the blue and purple at the top are like a calmness, I guess, like a tranquil energy. So what was your impression of your reading? Like you agreed with it? Hold on. Final thought. This was the interesting thing. And I want to see if this, if you guys had this, she said, I had something really rare on mine. I had these white 
bolts going over my head up to the sky. Mm. You had it too? So angel, angel band? No, I had a blob. Okay. And mine? No, she told me it was a mistake in the camera. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> mine, she said, that's interesting. She said that I have these things called angel bands. So I'm very highly connected to the divine and like spirits that stay with me. Like I've got a lot of spiritual guidance. So you you bought it hook, line, sinker. I think, yes, that means Kristen did buy it. Yes, hook, line, sinker. Absolutely. Well, I think don't. you and Zoe had the prettiest pictures. Like I loved Megan's because the colors are so pretty and because yours are all perfect little right. arches. Little um, rainbows. Janice Joplin blue. Mm-hmm. It's so, and you look very witchy. You look your dark hair. Yeah, it was a really cool Halloween the, photo. Yeah, it's I really know, I do cool. Like the photo. And none of ours, the, the other, the rest of us have like the little arches over our heads. Yeah. We all yeah. have blobby colors everywhere. So Hillary? I think we definitely have to save Zoe for last. Uh, well, I I was next and Zoe was last and I was very anxious. Mm. Not about this. I had an, an, anx- an anxiety ridden week, mm. but I went in and didn't know what to think because of the way I felt. And all I can really say is mine is essentially the exact same as Kristen's. Our mm-hmm. pictures are almost identical and the readings were almost the same. She didn't mention the angel bands above my head. But other than that, it was very like, you're a storyteller. You're very mm-hmm. creative. I had a white blob over my mouth, which was like big picture thinker. Mm-hmm. And like it needs a lot of connection. It's very open. And that's true. But my thing with this is it is all positive. And so I feel like no matter what, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you're this. Like they all, it's, I feel like can be relatable. There's really yeah. nothing that I'd be like that's not me. Like if she's like, you have a big heart, you're Mm -hmm. empathetic. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, "Eh, I suck. I don't know. Cause (laughs) if I got Megan's, I would feel like that doesn't represent me at all. And if you got mine, you think I'm not a storyteller. No, but I can be. I mean, that's, I mean, I think they're all things like qualities that I think anybody, when you break down a person Mm -hmm. can identify with. Yes. That's what I was thinking. You can kind of, yeah. No matter what, make it your own. And mine was also rainbow. And it is weird that mine and Kristen's like our colors were even in the exact same places. Like our pictures were very, very similar. Yeah. Do you think that we have any similar qualities? Oh, for sure. So, I mean, and honestly, yeah, honestly, going in, I thought, oh, it wouldn't be surprising if mine and Kristen's were the same and Megan's and Zoe's were the same. But, but then Zoe's and Megan's were not the same. But also so. what I thought was interesting is she says that like people come regularly and that it changes. Yes. So it's like where you that. and Kristen are similar, Zoe and I are similar. I think that I was sh- having a more Hillary Kristen day. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or we, we just- should go back and see what happens like. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not, $60. Yeah, I was just saying, there's no way I pay another sixty dollars for that. Yes, I would not go back. I don't think it was worth the money. I enjoyed being um, there. I thought she was like really cool yeah. hippie girl with crazy red hair that I loved, and she was like fun and whatever. But no, I didn't. I didn't leave feeling like wow, that mm-hmm. was so enlightening. Yeah, I really. It didn't, and especially because it was so broad. I just yeah. felt like she says the same thing for no matter what color. Well, and yeah, and gets. not to steal from probably what Zoe's about to say, but literally, like almost word for word, what she told me. She told word Zoe, for yeah. word. Yeah, right. Because I just also had a rainbow different, maybe in different places. Yeah, it's just the same. So stuff. it was kind of disappointing to sit there and like give her. She gave this like really like you know, kind of like excited, like this is what this means. And then like, it was like she <laughs> recorded herself and then just pressed play for Zoe. Like it her so inflection, odd. like everything was the what same. What I think would be interesting, and I guess this is like testing out the science behind it and if it's all legit, if you take two photos back to back, 
would your energy and your aura but they be tell the same? You it's just a snapshot of a moment. So yeah. you can change from one moment to the next. I guess. But then she told us this thing about how she had a group of people come in and they all had their auras read. And then this one woman had like, was like drained of energy. And so nothing showed up. If you don't have a lot of colors, it means that you don't have a lot to give. Yeah. So it's like your chakra. But then blocked. like in another moment, would that woman have a rainbow? And if so, is this legitimate at all? Because if it can change from one moment to the next, well, you, I, maybe I want a snapshot of how I feel five minutes from now, not how I feel now. But she's not a psychic. She's not a future teller. No. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying is, though, is that if your energy changes from moment to moment, then wh how much weight can you put into what was told to you in this yeah. moment? I, I think the only thing that was perfectly spot on was that Hillary's first and most vibrant color was yellow, and that's her favorite color. All right, what, so give us the facts. What would be interesting, though, is if you guys went with your husband's because she does couple auras mm -hmm. and just see what that entails. Yeah, Peter would never. He wouldn't? <laughs> Spend $60? No. Well, it's probably more for a couple. Yes, don't tell him this costs $60. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun little like thing to do with a group of girls. Let's go get our auras Or a regular Friday night for Kristen. Yeah true <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting and we all got cool pictures that we will post on our instagram that's how we did it yeah absolutely aura aura bobora i don't know <laughs> are we ready to Moving move on, on to our advice to segment advice. and last week zoe missed our advice segment and i think she had something she wanted to add well first of all before she adds her thing i have a question for zoe if we all remember, one of the questions is, was a brother and sister cuddling appropriate, inappropriate. So my question to Zoe is, would you cuddle with Peter? At what age did y'all stop cuddling? Do you still want to cuddle him now every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that sometimes Hillary takes all the cuddle opportunities from Peter and you don't get enough cuddle time? No, we are. We are not a platonic brother and sister. <laughs> Were y'all ever cuddlers? Because Hillary said in the segment that you guys have always been close. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't say they cuddled. <laughs> no, not cuddling close, but yeah, just they'd not, always been close. Yeah. Not cuddly. I'm, I mean, I'm sure we did when we were little, but how, does anybody remember that? Mm. Okay. So like, it stopped at an appropriate age. Yeah. You weren't like 13 and 11 and still cuddling up watching movies so. together. You should. Next time you're over at Peter's house, you should, like whenever he sits down on the couch, just go cuddle up to him and see what he does. <laughs> put your put your head on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> then just see, see what happens. And just say, I've been in Memphis a long time. Right. I really missed you. I just want to see his reaction. Make sure we're there. When are you coming home next? <laughs> I do feel like sometimes do? I have done like stupid things. Maybe not like put my head on his shoulder, but just done like something stupid and he's... Or just like you should put his head on his, your head on his lap and just no explanation. Oh, no. Too far. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> oh, the wife's vetoing it. Sorry, Zoe. <laughs> that lap belongs to her only. <laughs> um, but oh, my dad and I were traveling once to Peru together and we check into the hotel really late at night and they give us our room and we go up I knew we were sharing a room but I had asked for two twin beds and we go in and it's a queen bed oh and gosh I'm like I do not want to sleep in a queen bed with my dad That's were you like so you were an weird. adult I was an adult mm -hmm. yes <laughs> it's like five years ago <laughs> and 
So I go back downstairs and I'm like, do you have any rooms with twin beds? Like we're in the wrong room. And he's like, no, sorry, I don't have any. He's like, all I have is the marital bed. <laughs> I had to go back upstairs and sleep in the marital bed with my dad. Oh my, oh my god! It's even worse that they called it the marital bed. Yeah. So you and your father have shared a marital bed. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, you're going to have to write into the advice segment on how to process that. <laughs> we survived what uh questions do we have for advice this week i think i have a few okay, okay. i've got um, a couple too okay you great. go first i have one um is it normal for adults to have stuffed animals they help my anxiety but i worry people will think i'm really weird or immature i think it's normal our um younger sister she's 21 mm-hmm. And she has some stuffed animals that mm-hmm. she would say bring her comfort. She's at college and she brings a couple of them to her dorm with her. And they're yeah. just kind of like part of her decor. I don't think she cuddles with them. I, don't I think, think she, she does. I think she uses one as like a pillow. Okay. Yeah, maybe. She doesn't like bring them out and about in the world with her. Right. I do think that it is a lot more normal for the next generation. Zoomers, I think, yeah. are really into it. Do any of you have a stuffed animal? I have a stuffed animal, but I don't actively use it. But I have like one from childhood that I've saved, but it's not part of my decor or routine. Is it the creepy llama next to your bed? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm now I'm gonna post the picture of the creepy llama on Instagram. There are three creepy llamas. Let in the me family. tell you about this creepy llama. Oh, when no. Megan was out of town and traveling, Zoe and I came to take care of her cats, and I went into your room because I wanted to film a TikTok in there. <laughs> But because everything in your house is attached to Siri or Google or something, I couldn't figure out how to turn on the light. So I was walking around in the dark and I was stepping in something and couldn't figure out. I was like, what the hell is all over the floor? And I get my flashlight on my phone and there's just dirt everywhere on the side of your bed. And we finally figured out how to turn the lights on. And one of your cats had, of course, knocked over a potted plant that was on a shelf. And it was every like everywhere mm-hmm. it was like it had hit a suitcase that had fallen into it. it was in your closet it was under the bed and then they had stepped in it and walked all over your bed so there were like oh little dirt gosh. paw prints everywhere and as i'm looking i was like zoe zoe do, is there a vacuum cleaner or a broom <laughs> or something and the little brown cat comes over and stands in the dirt squats and pees oh my god in the dirt so while bad. I'm yelling at someone to come over and get it. So also, I had turned on the sink for the cats because uh-huh. they like to drink out of it before yeah. I had walked into the room. So the orange cat had been playing in the sink. It, was it comes over and steps in the dirt and then again walks all over your bed. The like little <laughs> footstool thing you have. There's like muddy paw prints oh, everywhere. It was a mess. And then we had to, because of the way the plant fell, it hit every single shelf going down. So we had to take everything off your shelves to like dust out all the dirt. I don't know. One of which, and I was like, "Don't clean this up. Don't. This is so bad." One of which had the really scary llama that <laughs> I honestly didn't want to touch. What's the name of that llama? Um, oh, there's a name for it. I don't. This know. was a big hit in our, with the kids in our family. We got it. I don't know. So we go beach. to the beach every year for Thanksgiving, and there's this little store one year that was selling these like llamas made with real llama hair, and Henrik fell in love with these llamas. I it was Arlo. No. Oh, it was Henrik. It was Henrik. Kristen's um, oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, fell in love with these llamas. So he got one and they were like 60 bucks. So they're like pretty high dollar stuffed animal. And I, uh, they were just so cute. I also wanted one. So and I so got one. J- and then Jagger, our sister. younger sister, she also has one. 
And then Arlo was like, no, I want this, like, I don't know, some stupid toy. Like, I want this ball. And we're like, Arlo, no, these are so fun. You're going to want one. And of course, he got the stupid ball. And like, we left the beach. And he was like, I want a llama. And then we went back next year. And they don't even have the llamas anymore. Sad. You should give him yours. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I like my, that's what I told him. I told him at the time, you're going to miss the llama. Sometimes you have to learn a hard lesson. Well, I think going back to the this girl's question, I think it's fine to have a stuffed animal, but it might be weird, like in a dating situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I like. I guess I might would have a stuffed animal if I was really attached to it, but I just can't imagine having one like in my bed at this point in my life. I think it doesn't matter. Like you yeah, have to do yeah. what what makes you if you're saying you get support from this stuffed animal it's not harming right. anyone so do whatever yeah, if it makes, makes you, you feel happy and doesn't harm anyone how do i handle a clingy friend that i need a break from mm, this is a good one this is a hard Megan, one tell them tell us how you're gonna get rid of us okay so here's what you do you it's a slow phase out <laughs> you stop answering their calls you stop letting them in your house no i'm just kidding but i do struggle with this when people are too clingy i get anxious and my like i just shut down So I would recommend not doing that, being honest and just explaining like, I feel like all of my friends are really understanding to my boundaries and know that I require a lot of downtime. I'm not as social as the rest of them. That sometimes I just want to stay home. So I think you just have to explain your boundaries with your friends. And if they're not respectful of those boundaries, then that's a bigger conversation to have. I agree. I'm at, yeah, I think being a little older dare i say (laughs) i'm a little better at setting boundaries and my friends understand when i'm like oh i'm just so drained i just can't Mm -hmm. like i just need to be home this weekend but i do remember having a friend years ago that was very emotionally draining just drained my energy and it was i was such a yes person i would never say no to hanging out but also i would never want to hurt somebody's feelings Mm -hmm. i was too sensitive to that so i think yeah setting your boundaries and saying like you know, no, this is my day to mm-hmm. relax or be home or whatever. And letting them know like the mm-hmm. days you are willing to hang out. Yeah. It's like everybody in my family knows like Sundays are like my day to myself. And so it's like, even my dad calls me and he's like, are you doing Sunday stuff? And I'm like, yeah, don't bother me. Um, I think there is such a thing as an emotional vampire. Isn't that mm-hmm. what they call it? Or an energy vampire. Mm-hmm. And I think just pay attention to that. If you're getting those vibes that this person is, like Hillary said, draining your energy, like put up some boundaries. How you do that, I think just depends on the friendship. Like if it's someone you're super close to, be totally open with them, like you guys have said. If it's someone that's like sort of on the like outskirts of your friendship, it's not like in the inner circle. I don't know. Just like slowly sort of step back. I don't think you have to have a whole conversation with them unless they force it. I think you can just sort of like step back a little bit. Don't make it a big thing. And don't make it about them or the friendship. Just sort of like slowly remove yourself. Yeah. And if anyone ever gets mad that you said no to hanging out or doing something that is A, them not respecting your boundaries and B, their problem. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. A real friend understands when you need time to yourself. All right. I've got a qu- quick question. Jogging pants on men. A or A okay or that don't play? <laughs> A hundred percent okay. A hundred percent okay. I like jogging pants. Yeah, I like them too. I think it's a good fit for men. And I'm just team wear whatever makes you happy and be comfortable. From a fashion perspective, Zoe, A-okay or that don't play? Yeah, approved. A-okay. But yeah, wear what makes you comfortable, wear what makes you happy. And jogging pants are comfortable. And they're super in. Like everyone's wearing joggers. Mm Mm-hmm. Even yep, Zoe. And Zoe's got I jogging think, pants on right now. Joggers too. Oh yeah. Both. Oh look, we're all, we're team joggers over here. Yep. All right. Listen to this. Okay. 
This is a weird conversation someone's had to have. My 26-year-old fiance and I just had the poop talk, and I think I'm missing something. When I learned to use the bathroom, my dad taught me to grab the poop, wrap it in the paper as it's falling before it hits the water so it doesn't splash. It leaves the toilet cleaner. My fiance is mortified. Does anyone else do this, or am I the weird one? I have heard of this before. I have so much okay, to say. I was just watching you, Hillary, and you were like nodding along like, yeah, it's totally <laughs> normal. I've done this. <laughs> no, <laughs> just because I've heard of this before. Like years ago, I feel like I read about a man who did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, yeah, I've heard of it. So it sounded really familiar. That's why I was nodding along. But no, I think that <laughs> oh my gosh. is, I don't know how you get to be an adult and not know that that's not normal. Wait, wait. My first question is: is that you started this by saying my fiance and I just had the poop talk? That's what now I'm I've, saying. Yeah. I've never had a fiance, so I don't know. <laughs> is this something that you have to like eventually get to in a relationship where yeah, you're like, it's, it's time religion, for the- kids, and poop talk? <laughs> How do we handle the in-laws and the toilet? <laughs> have you all heard of poop knives? Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Oh, gross, gross, gross. Okay, I don't think it's weird that they got their whole life. Without knowing that this is thinking it was weird. Lots of people have weird habits that they learned, and most people don't have the poop talk with their friends or whatever weird thing that you learned. Mm -hmm. You're not discussing that on a daily basis, like especially if it's a private thing. So, like, I think you can go your whole life without. I agree. I feel like it's not. I mean, they're only 26. Like, it's probably not something that guys are out there talking about a lot. So he just thinks it's normal. But no, I don't think it's normal. I've potty trained two kids i'm working on potty training the third this is not how i'm teaching them to do it (laughs) so uh, yeah i think you're but do we think uh, it's bad no i don't think it's bad yes you're grabbing the poop Mm. yeah that's bad bad. i mean it sounds like he's got a method where he's keeping himself clean and it might keep the toilet cleaner wait is it he or she that's doing it he's the one that's doing it his fiance the, the female is mortified by this. No. Yeah, I mean, what's if it works for him? No. What's wrong with it? Okay, yeah. but like, I have if no you issue knew with it. Your husband was in the bathroom catching his poop. That wouldn't bother you. It wouldn't bother me because I know he <laughs> wash his hands afterward. He's catching it with toilet paper, so no, that keeps his hands clean. I have clean. seen you harass James about way less. And <laughs> I think okay, if it keeps the toilet cleaner, like who no. am I to judge? I don't. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm sorry, not to be too graphic, the but. Image. No, but how can you always catch your poop? <laughs> like okay, some poop would be hard to catch. Like, we need to poop, have the poop talk right poop now. Poop is not always the same consistency or the same size. It's true. And I would imagine that some poop would be hard and messy to catch. Also, like why? We, there's so why many reasons. Like, what if you have diarrhea what? or you're constipated or like little pellets or like <laughs> a twelve inch lo- log? Does he say like, why he's catching it? It keep- keeps the toilet cleaner and it doesn't splash it must be a cultural thing i bet his parents are from somewhere where this is the norm the person that i remember doing this was american i didn't specify but i think it's just his family's way it doesn't matter what she thinks your bathroom habits are your bathroom habits if this works for you if you guys had never had this talk she would never know so just they had the poop talk yeah just keep catching it i don't know but what happens in the poop talk what what do you talk about it's never come up for us have you ever had he probably was like oh you know i was like grabbing my poop today and it was slipperier than i thought (laughs) got got a little bit all my poop. yeah i mean yeah i could see yeah having a conversation like that 
We just talked Maybe he about was like, something. Right. My fingers. right. Or just like accidentally <laughs> comes up. This like, is so gross. When, we, like we change toilet paper. It doesn't catch the poop as well. Or maybe she's like, what? <laughs> or maybe like he noticed that there's skid marks and mm-hmm. he's like, Why aren't you catching your poop? <laughs> this is so disgusting. We have got to, we've got to move on to the next question. This is so vile. Uh, let us stop. know if you guys are doing this though. No, stop doing it. And, and if you are, stop. <laughs> I barely recovered from the poop knife knowledge. I can't now handle the poop catching knowledge. (laughs) This is too much. Uh, Who Uh, else has a question? Uh, I do. Um, How can I have a successful career and a meaningful social life? I work full time and then some. It's draining work and I find it hard to find the time or energy to date or be social. Short answer, you can't. You're just always going to be tired for the rest of your life. I thought you were going to say you can't have a career and a social life. That's what I'm saying. You can't. That's I think true. you can. You can, but you're just always going to be tired. And you're always going to feel like you're not getting enough social time. You're not seeing your friends enough or you're not doing well enough at your job. It is no, just always I, a balancing act. It's a it, balancing act, but you can perfect it as much as possible. Yeah, I think it is a balancing act, but I also think you have seasons. Like you may have a mm-hmm. season where you're working a lot more or a season where you're focused on your family or your friends and things do tend to change. But if you're finding yourself in a season of being too focused on your career that could be a problem like some people do overwork themselves and you do have to make time to be social and value your friendships and relationships because that's really important to like your your life your social well-being affects your health so you can't just live and breathe your career Mm. that would give you a red aura (laughs) (laughs) but i yeah i guess that's true (laughs) well you know the question was how do they how do they balance this or how do they perfect it? Just, is it possible to have both? And I do think it's possible and say you just started out your career. I'm in a new career phase right now where I'm definitely focused more on work than I ever or have been in a long time. But I know that it's not going to be like this forever. And if it started getting too much, I'd set boundaries where, okay, I'm going to leave work at this time. I'm not taking any home work home with me and I'm going to spend, I'm going to put my phone away and spend this time with my kids. And same if I'm with my friends that I'm not going to be checking my emails, dealing with work stuff. Like you just have to have boundaries Mm -hmm. with your career so that you can have a social life. And I will say a tip that I have is put social things on your calendar and mark yourself as like busy during that time. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. use your sick days. Mm, use your sick days. Use all of your PTO always. Yeah, mm-hmm. take take that time off. You mm-hmm. deserve it and you need it. Like, it's important. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my last question. I hope you'd enjoyed those shitty questions tonight. <laughs> they were pretty <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Literally. But hopefully our advice was not. And so if you want to submit um, a request for advice, you can do so on our website, sistersnotsaints.com. If you don't care about being anonymous, you can also send us a DM on our Instagram, Sisters Not Saints Podcast, or catch us on TikTok, Sisters Not Saints Podcast, where we have lots of fun all the time. We do. And if you love us and love what we're doing, please share, rate, subscribe, review. All of that really helps us. And if you don't like us, don't do any of that. (laughs) And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.